Hello, greetings and salutations. Welcome to the podcast that looks back at albums, movies and video games to ask anyone for seconds. I'm your host, Dave. How are we? You've got mail. Oh, another email. I swear if it's another spam email offering penile enlargement, I might scream. You do one episode about something remotely sexy and your spam box is filled with absolute bloody filth. Oh. Hang on. Oh, it's from those most excellent Twitch streamers, Nikki and Bunty. I did a thing for them at Christmas. This must be a thank you note for all the subscribers that we inevitably got for them due to our appearance. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 hang on. Oh, they've chosen the film for me to watch. The Wicker Man. Awesome, that's 1970s classic starring Fart and a Bath, Edward Woodward. Oh, hang, hang on. Oh, God. Why, why would you do this to me? I've made mistakes. Surely I don't deserve this. We're only a year old and you're throwing this at us already? Jesus. Well, looks like we're covering the 2006 version of The Wicker Man. Edward, I know that we haven't spoken in a few years. I need your help. I need your help. I have a daughter. Her name is Rowan. She has been missing for two weeks now. I fear she is in danger, so now I turn to you. Be careful and believe nothing that you see or hear. Lost your bearings? Oh, hey. Sorry. Snuck up on me there. This is private property. Do you know her? Hmm. I don't recognize this child. Welcome. My little girl is still here. been taken by who I don't know. I'll find her. If she existed, we would know of her. Whose desk is this, hmm? Rowan? Hello? Nikki and Bunty, explain yourselves. Hello. Hello. I'm Nikki. And I'm Bunty. And together we are... Nikki and Bunty. Should we do the Wicker Man? Let's talk about the Wicker Man. So, first of all, this will be spoilery. And I advise you, if you haven't seen the 1973 version of the Wicker Man, please do. It's wonderful. It's so um, atmospheric and creepy. And it is really genuinely just amazing horror. So, in the 1973 version, Edward Woodward... Uh, that's fun to say, uh, is a Puritan policeman and he is called to a case on Summer's Isle uh, for a missing child. And spoiler, 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 he's been there as a sacrifice. He is put into a giant wicker man and burned as a sacrifice to bring good crops. It just culminates in the scene where Christopher Lee's in a long black wig wearing a dress and he's dancing and it's beautiful. And he's swaying and everyone's, you know, doing all this you know, um, kind of witchy magic ritual sacrifice. (laughs) And they sing these songs and they bundle uh, Edward's character into a large Wickerman effigy and set light. It's it's horrific. It's it's awful. It's It's so good. It's such a good film. So uplifting. (laughs) We were just, you know, we loved it. (laughs) So just, I mean, it's classic British horror. 
Uh, you know, it's not a perfect film. There's a lot wrong with it, but it is it is superb, atmospheric, chilling horror. And I think the things that are wrong with it are wrong for a reason because they add to this sense of unease and just that nothing is quite right in this place. Edward Wood's character arrives on Summer Isle and instantly you know things aren't quite right. But you can't quite say why they're not quite right. It's quite insidious. You can't you couldn't necessarily say what what it was. Everyone's just a little bit sketchy and shady and, and But he's there for he's there for a really good reason, for a really good purpose. So yeah. things are revealed as as the as the movie goes on. And you find that in stark contrast to his Puritan Christian character, this is a, a Wiccan pagan community, um, which doesn't value any of his uh, you know, his religious values at all. And there's a stark contrast there. The 2006 remake that we're going to be talking about, it's got a very different atmosphere. It's, according to IMDb, it's done more as a black comedy, which mm. <laughs> I believe that as much as I believe that The Room was purposely a black comedy. Yes. It's, it's, it's not purposely a black comedy at all. It's when, you know, you've made a film and people are laughing at it and not with it that you call it a black comedy, not actually a black comedy. Mm. So if you've seen The Room, then you'll know what type of thing they were going for. For the first hour, it's very, very serious. And Nick Edge is trying to be a serious actor. He's trying to be John Actor, doing a serious role. And he fails dismally because... I'm not saying he's not capable of it. It's kind of like saying I'm capable of being serious, but, you know, bubbling underneath a serious layer is just this chaos monkey that wants to break out into ridiculousness and that's exactly how Nicolas Cage is in this movie. From the moment he arrives on Summer's Isle, uh, which is a pointless change, from Summer Isle to Summer's Isle, there's none of that whatsoever. The whole pretense of oh, this is a quirky little community which we're going to discover more about as we go on is just thrown out of the window and it is a beekeeping community uh, centred around their export of honey and the women are in charge, and all the men are kind of semi-sentient drones who do the hard work. Oh, it's like bees. It's like bees, do you see? Do you see? It's like bees. Ah. There is no subtlety in this movie whatsoever, which really does lend it to being a Nick Cage movie. The first hour is slow. Let's, mm. let's not beat around the bush there. It is slow. Um, and while Cage is extremely Cage in it, uh, if we write Face Off... Um, it's like 1.21 terra cages. I'd say he's around 700 mega cages in this. I'd, I'd agree with that rating, yes. But yeah. all, of, all of the power is in the last 20 minutes. So it's, when... It's like the whole uh, the whole movie, he's been, oh, he's been keeping it, it's been, it's been simmering under the surface in that last 20 minutes. He finally lets, you know, he's able to, to really tap into that hyperbole that mm. Nick Cage is so good at, where he just... It's just so over the top. When it hits, it's a hit. Oh, it, oh, it hits. <laughs> oh, it hits. If, if you want to watch uh, the remake of The Wicker Man purely for Nicolas Cage, you can skip the first hour. Just watch the last 30, 20, 20 to 30 minutes. And also I would recommend, is it the director's cut? The director's cut, yes. Now, it does, <laughs> does have extra scenes. Yeah, director's cut normally implies that, you know, um, it takes a different artistic view, it yeah. changes the tone of the film. 
Um, in this case, it's just where they removed one of what is arguably the best scenes in the whole film. So, <laughs> so hyperbolic and over the top and just absurd and so quotable. Absolutely. If you've ever been on YouTube and looked at the bees from The Wicker Man and you've heard Nicolas Cage go, The bees! The bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! They're in my eyes! Etc. Oh, um, that was uncanny. Yeah, there's the good here in the room, isn't it? <laughs> mm. um, th- that's from the director's cut and so we would recommend that you see the director's cut. If you're looking for a good movie, this is not it. If you're looking for Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, the last half hour of this movie definitely is it. And we've compiled a list of things that happen in this movie which you might enjoy, if that's the type of thing you're into. So, early on in the film, uh, Nick Cage is walking along the shoreline and he sees a group of uh, villagers um, and he speaks, of course, to the women because the men don't speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but the men are holding a burlap bag about the size of a of a young child and there's something squirming and wriggling and kicking in it. It's dripping with blood. Are you thinking, wow, there's a missing child, burlap sag, squirming blood. So he goes for a look and it squirms at him and he jumps and just walks away. And it's never mentioned again. Never mentioned again. Not at all. Uh, a group of school children shout, phallic symbol, phallic symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, if you've seen it, you'll know. You, you'll have seen this clip many, many times around the internet. It's the famous one. Phallic symbol, phallic symbol. Also, if you've been to our Friday night streams at uh, twitch.tv slash Nicky and Bunty, you'll have seen that clip. Friday's at nine. There are some identical twins who speak spookily in unison. Um, he hallucinates jumping into the sea to save a drowning child. And then he wakes up and yells, God damn it! As if he's incorrectly guessed who's that Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu. It's wheezing! God damn it! Uh, he wanders into a field of beehives when he's loaded to bees. And this has been set up a lot in the oh, film. He has EpiPens. He mentions that he's allergic to bees. But he just wanders into this field full of beehives. Mm. And then decides to run further into the field in order to get away from the bees. From the bees. Mm. He demands to know how a doll got burned by shaking it and yelling, How did it get burned? How did it get burned? How did it get burned? In a way that only Nicholas Cage can yell, How did it get burned? And if you're wondering, How did it get burned? the response is, I don't know. Nobody knows. It's never mentioned again. <laughs> While looking for the cult leader, uh, he walks in on a guy with one eye in bed and then he just stumbles into another room where there's a naked woman covered in bees. Because, because cults. There's absolutely no explanation given for this whatsoever. It's just weird for the sake of being it, weird. What are some weird things fine. we could do? What are some weird things we could put in this movie? Oh, I know. He requisitions a bike by pulling a gun on a woman. And yelling, get off the bike, step away from the bike. He tells the woman she has permission to stay out of his fucking, fucking way. way. Uh, he sucker punches a barmaid. 
he dresses up in a bear costume, runs up to a woman and punches her in the face, which he seems to like to do. And admittedly, this time it's to rescue a child, but it's still quite something to watch. Then he carries the child that he's rescuing uh, while running through a forest, still dressed as a bear. Um, some other notable lines are... You bitches! Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey! Ah, my legs, my legs! The bees, not, not the, the bees, bees they're in my eyes! That's exactly how it's that line goes. That's exactly how that goes. So, while this film is not a good film, it is definitely a spectacle. And one of mm-hmm. our favourite Nick Cage films. I think the fact that we've seen it three, possibly four times now, on multiple indication, that it is kind of oddly hypnotically entertaining. Um, but I definitely think if you are going to watch the Nick Cage remake just for funsies, please, please do watch the original 1973 version because that is genuinely very good horror. I mean, that is a compelling argument. Maybe this is worth a watch after all. Can't believe I'm about to cover this. Let's just get into a context dump and make some sense of this. As our lovely guests have already said, this is indeed a remake of the 1973 film of the same name, which itself is an adaptation of David Pinner's 1967 book, Ritual. A remake of the horror classic had been in the pipeline since the early 90s, although it wasn't until 2002 where we heard rumblings of actual movement on the potential remake. Variety reported in March 2002 that not only had Universal Pictures got a remake in the works, starring one Rage Cage himself, Nicolas Cage, and Neil LeBute on board to write and direct, but also that the original film's director, Robin Hardy, and star of the original film, Christopher Lee, were preparing a semi-remake of their original film called The Riding of the Laddie. As it turned out, Funding for the riding of the laddie was not secured, so it would eventually be designated to development hell, allowing for Universal Pictures to push forward with their remake starring the Rage Cage. Interestingly, the riding of the laddie was adapted into a book by Hardy himself called Cowboys for Christ. This book was then adapted once again by Hardy for film, this film being released in 2011 and called The Wicker Tree which itself was met with mostly negative reviews and currently sits at 27% on review website Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, hang on. This might actually be a film probably worth revisiting at a later date. Better put it on the list. Let's get back on subject now and talk about the 2006 remake. The film began production in Vancouver, Canada, in July 2005, before being unleashed onto an unsuspecting public in September 2006. It opened in 2,784 theatres in the USA, raking in $9.6 million domestically, and by the end of its run had accumulated just over $38.8 million worldwide. Compared to its $40 million budget, it's safe to say that it was a commercial failure. Such was its failure was that it was nominated for five Golden Raspberry Award nominations in its 27th award ceremony. For those not in the know, the Golden Raspberry Awards 
all Razzies for short, is the anti-Oscars, celebrating the year's worst films. The Wicker Man was nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Actor for Nicolas Cage, Worst Screenplay for Le Butte, Worst Remake or Ripoff, and, my personal favourite, Worst On-Screen Couple for Cage and his bear shoot. Time to get critical. The Wicker Man, 2006, currently sits at 15% on review website Rotten Tomatoes, and has a score of 36 on review aggregator website Metacritic. Kim Newman of Empire Magazine gave the film 1 out of 5, stating four words, bad idea, bad film. Tasha Robinson of the AV Club gave a score of D+, stating, the original Wicker Man had its flaws, particularly in the lumpy pacing. Le Butte's thoroughly inessential remake not only lovingly reproduces those flaws, it introduces a slew of new ones. And finally, Frank Schreck from The Hollywood Reporter gave it a score of 40, stating, ultimately induces more titters than dread. Seeing as the gauntlet has been thrown to us, I guess it's time to ask anyone for seconds. Let's join the rewatch now. Okay. The Wicker Man. Starring Nicolas Cage. The Wicker Nicholas Man. The, the Wicker Nicker Man? The Nicker Wicker Man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> can I just say that I am indeed watching the Director's Cut Edition, as was recommended to me by the very lovely Nikki and Bunty. Jesus Christ, these Legos are going on a bit, aren't they? Anyway, as I was about to say, so the DVD I've got is from the time it's from 2007, 2008, I believe. Just double check. Yeah, from 2007. So I just want to say a big fuck you to the film at the start of the DVD trailer that had Kevin Spacey in it. Yeah, I don't need to see that face again. Thank you very much. So you're all wondering what my history of the Wicker Man 2006 is. I've seen the memes. Of course I have. At this point, I think everybody has seen the memes. On top of that, I have actually watched this once before. Ironically, it was... I think I'd seen the memes and I was like, I need to get some context for these memes. And I hear that Nicolas Cage is just, just doing his thing in this. So, with that in mind, I think I pretty much um, set about trying to find it. And it's uh, it's not good. It's, it's really not a good film at all. It's fun, don't get me wrong, for the last half an hour. But good lord, this first hour or so, I seem to recall dragging. So maybe with a rewatch and with a bit more understanding of the making of this film, we're going to make a little bit more sense of it. Also, worth noting, even though I'm quite a big horror, cult horror fan, I actually haven't seen the original Wicker Man. I know. I'm just going to let that sit with you for a moment. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's one of those films that... Um, it's one of those films that I've always wanted to see 
but I never got round to. Whether it's because anniversary editions came out and I went, ah, oh, I should watch that at some point and then promptly never got round to it. Or if it's been on TV and it's on at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, it's like, I'm not staying up to watch it. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of an odd one. I appreciate it's kind of place in history though and I kind of recognise that but considering the only sort of version of the Wicker Man I've seen is this it's it's a worry <laughs> oh that doesn't make sense the car exploded and oh my word Oh, that just... Oh, my. Wow. That That's a thing that happens. Oh, okay. What... What... What's the medication for? So, at the start of the film, obviously, he's in a... He's trying to rescue a little girl out of the back of a car, which explodes. He's then signed off work, because he's a police officer... He signed off work for an indefinite amount of time. Gets this late. Actually, it's not a bad setup for the film. So he's got on the ferry to go to Summer's Isle. He's seen a little girl on the boat. Supposedly imagined it. And then he's taken some pills. What? Are the pills supposed to be painkillers? Is he seeing things and it's to help with, with that? I'm not entirely sure. So here's an interesting thing that I read while doing research for the context of But supposedly 80% of the script is all of the dialogue is identical to the original Wicker Man. If it really is... How the hell they um managed to do that and have it so sound so strange coming out of Nicolas Cage's mouth is just kind of mind-boggling. It's such a strange choice for leading role. Admittedly, I can't think of anybody possibly better because... Uh, Nick Cage kind of brings a, um, a a very strange sarcastic energy to it. It's just kind of not fitting at all because it's trying to be creepy, and yet here he is just being smarmy and sarcastic. And I, I wow, they are really ramming the allergic to bees thing down your throat. So not long ago in the bar where he gets the, where Nick Cage, our boy, gets to drink some mead. He crushes a bee and says, oh, I'm allergic. He's now in his room going for his bag and just pulled out two EpiPens that is called Bee Epi. They are really going to kind of shove this down your throat, aren't they, for the finale? So we can see what they were going for. They were going... For quite a creepy, sinister vibe, but um, 
It's just phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> what? I, wow. Okay. Sorry. I've just. I'm gonna heighten that in the edit. But what? Just, wow. Okay. Anyway, they were going for a really sinister, creepy vibe, but the addition of Nick Cage just—it's confusing. What on earth is this dialogue? What is this? <laughs> Nick Cage acting as an avatar for the audience, just, just the, all the kind of villagers and stuff, just all talking quizzical, and he's just going, "What is going on? She's dead, or isn't she? What?" <laughs> I'm strangely identifying with Nick Cage in this and it's very, very unsettling. <laughs> the geography of this island Hello? is confusing. Hello? So he's looking for the girl and he's seen the plane flying out of the window and he's gone, I need the radio for the plane. Wait for me, I'll be back in a moment. He's then, for whatever reason, there is four separate shots of him running through the, the, the Summer's Isle. Because out of the window he looked at, it didn't look that far. But yet when he's walking to the church or the town... It seems like it's really far away. The, the, the geography doesn't... It doesn't logically make any sense. It's very... I don't know. It seems off. You know, um... Not, honestly, that that's the biggest of, of my concerns right now, because... This film is just awful, but the, the, having the geography doesn't, having the bad geography doesn't really, do, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, I was just speaking then, i got to explain that. He, he was asleep and then he woke after catching the girl. Oh, wow. That's, um. That was the thing. Um, and his his reaction then afterwards was just, what? Oh my. What a mess this is. For as bad as this film is though, talking script-wise and acting-wise, the, the set designs and the costumes are actually pretty good. You know, for a small rural kind of uh, village in the middle of nowhere, where you know they, they he says it. The start, Nick Cage says at the start of the film, it's kind of like an Amish sort of community 
I, I completely buy into that fact that this is the middle of nowhere and, you know, uh, it seems like a very isolated community and things like that. And admittedly, it's just Nick Cage being Nick Cage just kind of takes you out of the whole thing. And like I say, I think replacing him could have helped, but... I don't know, maybe another rewrite as well. I don't fully see why this was needed in the first place. Well, I, I see why uh, Universal wanted to do it, because obviously it's a recognisable name and a recognisable IP, but there's no real need for it. They haven't really done anything kind of new or revolutionary with the premise or anything like that. It's... Well, aside from Nick Cage being Nick Cage and overacting and eating the scenery, but aside from that, uh, uh, yeah. And he's here at this moment. We are about to see one of the biggest memes of the film. Say it with me, children. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? Don't know. Oh dear, here we go. This is where we encounter the rage cage. Is this the point where the film jumps the shark though? Go to the house and lock yourself in. I'll come back. We'll 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 see what happens. Go now! Nikki and Bunty have promised me full on rage cage madness. I'm I'm prepared for this. We're in the last half an hour now. I'll be very upset if it doesn't happen. You wait a minute. Do you have permission to charge in here and just destroy No! Here? I don't need anybody's goddamn permission! I'm gonna search every inch of this town in the next three hours, and anybody who interferes will be brought up on murder charges. You got that? You have my permission to stay out of fucking way! <laughs> what on earth? Why was she hiding in the cupboard to fall out and trick him? What? Now he's randomly harassing children. What? Oh, oh my, he's kicking doors in and all sorts now. Wow. I don't understand why he robbed the woman of the bike. Why he robbed the woman of the bicycle and has then run through the village with it. Run through the village without it, sorry. Why didn't he ride around the village with it? Oh, I don't. Okay, he's on the beach. What's he saying? What's he saying? And it is uh, the plane's gone. Okay, and the pilot's had his mouth sewn shut and his eyes missing. Okay, then that's fine. This is real time. Oh, oh good, good lord. <laughs> We have three children. What? <laughs> in unison. Wow. Popping out of the bush and then in again. Wow. It's not supposed to be funny, but God, it ain't half coming off. It's funny. You look a bit worse for wear now, don't you? He just decked that woman. Wow. Just wow. 
That's a thing that happened. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my. What? <laughs> what the hell is going on? What is going on? Why is he fighting a woman at the bar? I thought that was the girl that wanted to leave with him earlier. Why are they having a fight? <laughs> Why is Nick Cage taking a bear suit? <laughs> what is this? Oh, wow. Okay, so the women are now walking down with flowing arms and all in, in costume down to the beehives. Presumably for their ceremony. I don't know, I've just been so blindsided by Nick Cage punching people. Oh god, here he comes, look. He's in a bear suit. <laughs> just casually walking through. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, it's an excellent bear suit though. That's Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> it's pretty realistic as well. That's a cool bear suit, I've got to admit. Um, I would give the film 10 out of 10 based on the bear suit alone. Wow. Nick Cage to the rescue with a bear suit. And he decks her in the face while wearing a bear suit. <laughs> oh my word, what is this? Just, this is lunacy. This is absolute lunacy. This is murder! Murder! You'll all be guilty! And you're doing it for nothing! Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey! But I know it will! <laughs> oh my. He said the line though. Which is the important thing. At least he kept the bear suit feet on. So it looks like he's got hobbit feet. <laughs> so that's a thing. That's a, that's a, amusing me to no end. Here we go. The infamous part. Comes the bee cage on his head. Boring of the bees. <laughs> it's any excuse for Cage to kind of just do his thing, isn't it? <laughs> Some of the worst CGI bees I've ever seen as well while we're on it. Wow, it's not aged well. Just wow. It was a good job they knew that he was allergic to bees. I'm not quite sure what the point of the stinging him with the bees was. Um, aside from maybe to knock him out so they can drag him to the tower. But I don't, I don't know. A lot of this film doesn't make sense to be fair. 
Let's say shout out to the little girl dressed up as a bumblebee down the bottom there. <laughs> Not bumblebee, a honeybee down the bottom there. Complete with mask and tutu, just kind of um, deadpanning it. Is that how it... Uh, what? For Johnny Ramone? What? What, Johnny Ramone from legendary punk band The Ramones? Why is it dedicated to Johnny Ramone? What? Okay, so I've just looked it up on IMDb. Film is dedicated to late musician Johnny Ramone, who introduced Nicholas Cage to Robin Hardy's original The Wicker Man. Okay, that now makes a little bit more sense, I guess. Uh, okay. Um, well, that was a trip. Um, yeah, let's um, cut across to. Wow. The Wicker Man 2006 is not a good film at all. It fails on all levels. It fails at being sinister and creepy. It fails at being competently made. It just fails. Mind you, there is some merit in here. The set design is gorgeous and truly gives you the overall vibe of a small isolated community left to their own devices for years. It all looks very natural and somewhat rustic in feel, with log cabins, plant life that has been left to flourish and landscapes that wouldn't look out of place on Last of the Summer Wine. The costumes as well are truly wonderful. They have a traditional and handmade look about them, as if they were made by the women in Summer's Isle. You honestly believe that the characters could have made these in this setting. The horror aspect. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really exist. Partly due to the rage cage himself just gnawing at the scenery in every scene. But everything remotely creepy just isn't done well. The choice of camera angles, lighting of certain areas just isn't fright inducing. I think in another director's hands, maybe the horror angle could have worked, but as it stands, it doesn't. It's also worth remembering that while the original film is not actually a horror film, but more of a dark thriller, why they decided to push this angle is somewhat puzzling. The most confusing part of all is Cage. His style at first is to give the audience an avatar to project onto, asking questions about why things are happening and such. As time goes on, he becomes, well, deranged. He's like a completely different character. That's unintentionally funny. Let's talk about that now. This film is so bad in places that it becomes funny. I know that Nick Cage has stated in recent years that this was made with the intent of it being a black comedy, but that, I'm calling it right now, is complete bull. You can tell that this was supposed to be a dark horror, but due to the direction and Cage's performance, it just comes out the other side. It's just bizarre. Nick Cage fighting women in a bear suit is just too funny to not laugh at. His delivery in places is just hysterical. Admittedly, the first hour does drag. It's a bit of a slog, but once you reach the hour mark, you're in for a hell of a time. 
It's not a must-see film. In fact, I can't really recommend it. If anything, watch the clips online because you get the essence of what this film is. That being a garbled mess. If you must watch it, however, leave all your notions of horror at the door. Grab a beer and some pizza and prepare to see some of the most baffling scenes in cinema. You too will believe that a man can be sacrificed to bring back a community's honey. Thanks so much for listening. Do you agree? Disagree? Do you hold the controversial opinion that the remake is indeed better than the original classic? Why don't you get in touch with us? We're over on Twitter as at anyone podcast. We're also on Facebook. Just search for us. You will find us. Longer rants, rambles and considerations can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. I've got to give a huge shout out to my special guest stars today. That being the very wonderful and lovely Nikki and Bunty off of that Twitch. They stream most days of the week. However, the highlight for me is Fridays at 9 o'clock with their classic retro streams. Why don't you go give them a follow and tell them that we sent you over on twitch.tv forward slash Nikki and Bunty. Don't forget to give us a like rating review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps us grow the podcast and reach more ears to infect people with. This time, I think I'll leave you with a clip of some of Cage's more, shall we say, finer performances. Thanks again. Stay safe. You got this. Put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Peter. Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z! What am I a fucking retard man? Am I a fucking retard? Oh! I know what this is. Don't try to stop me up because of this crazy little man you beat around. Well, vive la fucking France, man! <laughs> ah, Someone's trying to kill me, man! Oh, the fucking hangers! It never just goes away. That goddamn contract is somewhere in the-